Good afternoon and welcome to the business community on Callan FM. With me, Heather Noble, and there is no Tracy Jones with me in the studio this week. She's off doing important work elsewhere. Uh, but this is a week when, as we now know, um, MPs have voted for a December the 12th election, which will be the first winter election since 1923, which was in the days of Stanley Baldwin and Ramsay MacDonald. And in fact, it was um, a hung parliament at the time of that uh, that election. So uh, interesting times. And coincidentally, and I'm sure it's nothing to do with the UK, Twitter have announced that they're going to stop accepting political adverts uh, because uh, they've decided that political messages should be earned and not bought. So, um, so watch this space. But today I'm joined in the studio by Gary Johnson, who is uh, an Associate Director with Innovation Relief. And we're here to talk about an event that's taking place next week up at Venue Cymru in Clandidno. Welcome, Gary. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Heather. Thank you for having me on. No trouble at all. Now, you are a fellow radio presenter, so we need to give uh, your station a plug, which is the cat. It is, yes. Thank you for that. Um, yes, we're not too far away. We're over in Crewe and Nantwich and the surrounding areas. And, uh, yeah, I host the breakfast show between 7 and 9. And when you're not doing that, you run your own business, is that right? Yeah, I specialise in um, research and development tax relief, so I help uh, SMEs particularly uh, recover costs and benefit in um, you know, in actual uh, research and development activity that they have within their business. But the great thing about it, actually, uh, Heather, is that it's still a very well-kept secret because everybody thinks you've got to be a scientist in a white coat and a lab to be doing R&D. No, not at all. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing, isn't it, that there's been a shift, and I suppose that's partly because of technology, yes. And but en- innovation and, and research it can be about anything, can't it? Absolutely right. And do you know what you mentioned there, technology? I always say that there's two, if you think of two things, science. So if you're a food producer or you, you're a drinks manufacturer, etc., that's where the science comes in when you're balancing flavours. And look at, the, you know, yeah. when, when when I was a, a child, you know, something like the simple sausage, you got pork, you got beef, you might have been posh and had a, a Cumberland sausage. But look at it now, you know, there's all sorts of flavours, etc. Yeah. So it's balancing those. So there's your science. The other side of course is technology and you know if you're using technology to develop your business and even in professional services such as accountants solicitors etc when you're putting in new systems there's a lot of work a lot of development work goes in that costs you in terms of staff time right okay so that i'm sure you get to work with a lot of really interesting businesses at very exciting times in their in their business development absolutely yeah. yeah okay so that's innovation relief that's the the organization that you're involved with but we're here today to talk about north wales means business conference which is taking place next wednesday the 6th of november up at venue cymru in clandidno um tell us a bit about what's happening at that event because it looks like it's an action-packed uh, activity Yes, and you're absolutely right, Heather. It's another one of these great events that we quite often say, you know, in North Wales, it's a vibrant community. It's a vibrant business community, just as we saw yesterday at the the North Wales Business Expo at Connors Quay. You know, there's some so many great businesses there. So with with this one next week at Venue Cymru in Clandidno, is we've got the Ion Leadership and 2020 Business Growth who are putting this on. And they run a range of leadership courses 
courses and programs that uh, come together. So what you'll see next week is a lot of past delegates who will be there. They'll be exhibiting. They'll be getting back together again with people who they met on these programs. And uh, so it's a great opportunity if you're in business and you want to bring, you know, develop your leadership programs. So that might be just some of your staff who are just moving into management positions. Could be somebody like yourself if you're a director, not, you know, a business owner, mm. where you really want to learn maybe new tips, new tricks, actually share best practice with like-minded business leaders to see how you can develop your business. And it'll all be there on the day with some fantastic keynote speakers. So there, there are speakers and there are also exhibitors so that yeah, so yeah. there's there, there are two lots of opportunities, and of course, any event like this provides the opportunity for networking. It does, and you know that that's absolutely that's one of the key things about it because there'll be over 250 delegates. They are best part of, as you say, the the exhibitors uh, have been picked from people who have done the leadership program. So rather than just go to the people who run the programs, go to somebody who's been there from a business point of view mm-hmm. to, to get those testimonials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about some of the keynote speakers. There's one in particular who looks like a guy who climbs mountains, Rick Monday. Yes, well, Rick, uh, I've, if, of all the people that we uh, we see there, of which there's about six in front of us, he's the one guy I haven't met yet, but I'm looking, uh, really looking forward to, to that. He's a motivational f- uh, speaker, and of course, yes, he's a mountaineer. So he's he's had something like 18 different incredible challenges. Uh, one of which, of course, would be was climbing Everest. So uh, he'll be doing the motivational piece in there. And they're Fantas- a different breed, actually, mountaineers. I've met a couple before, and they yeah, they are a different breed. I've just been having a conversation with the station manager, actually, because our old station manager has just come back from climbing um, Everest to base camp. Really? And has come in, and is, she's, sharing, she's been sharing some amazing stories, which have convinced me that even if I thought that that was something I might ever do, it so isn't now. Oh, it's... <laughs> I can imagine. And, you know, it, it's a wonderful thing because I remember in a, in a corporate life of mine, we had Joe Simpson. Now, if anybody has heard of Joe Simpson, he, the, there was a film, Touching the Void, and indeed a book, uh, quite an incredible one, where he was left for dead and he managed to crawl out, you know, uh, sort of uh, back down to base camp. But it's incredible where you can... A lot of the challenges that you get on climbing mountains, you can actually associate with different business challenges as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think anybody who's who's run their own business or managed uh, a, a business of any size will will that will resonate with them. So, tell me a little bit about Ion Leadership. So, um, it sounds like they've been in well involved locally for ten years. So, what's the yeah. What's the background of that, and where does the money come from, and how does all that work? Okay, well, the um, the program itself it it started actually as a leadership program by uh, Swansea University, and they were looking for a partner in North Wales and chose uh, chose Ion. So that was ten years ago that uh, you know that partnership came together, and it developed from there. And so for the first five years, they um, they were running uh, the, the program, and then you had, and that was also in conjunction with Bangor University. Yep. So the, the the North Wales programs all run out of uh, of Bangor or out of the university there. So yeah, it, it's developed from there actually, uh, Heather. And then uh, we had Car- Cardiff uh, wanting to do the same uh, to really help business growth in uh, in North Wales. And um, so Cardiff tend to partner with Twenty Twenty and Swansea with Ion. So you know just because there's two par- partners, if you like, as the main program Ion Leadership and Twenty Twenty Business Growth. So it's very much a geographical line 
yeah, the one sits one side, the one sits the other. Absolutely. So the the, the line of demarcation is the Denbyshire Flintshire uh, border. Mm-hmm. So anything to the west uh, will go through Ion, and anything uh, Wrexham, Flintshire, etc. This side uh, goes through twenty twenty business growth. Okay. All right. So the event itself, it's a full day. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's a ticketed event. Uh, it's £20 including lunch and refreshments. Exactly. It sounds like an absolute bargain to me <laughs> to, get, <laughs> to get those guest speakers and, and get lunch thrown in. Who do you think is the target audience? Who's the absolute dream person, you know, the person that this is absolutely aimed at? Yeah, again, an excellent question. So it's aimed at really initially the the business owners. So the and business owners whereby they may be they may have got to a, a point in their in their business's you know lifespan if you like, and now need to look how do I take it forward, especially with all the challenges that we expect to see coming yes, up. Yes, yeah. Um, so it's it's for them first and foremost. But then if you've got a team of people. Um, you know, and you, you want to bring those people on so that maybe you can step away, you know, and maybe stop micromanaging, let the business flow, let the, you know, bring those ideas. So it's for people also who are either in early management uh, careers or indeed are just about to move into uh, management, you know, a junior management career or indeed team leaders as well. well I, I was talking to somebody the other day and um, we were talking about the apprenticeship programme yeah. and how, uh, you know, a lot of organisations think, oh, yeah, it's a lot of investment in that that individual, the apprentice. But um, I was, the guy I was talking to said that they took on an apprentice and actually the growth in the person who was managing the apprentice has been almost more significant than the growth of the apprentice because you, you give somebody somebody to manage and it just it can it can just tap into a whole nother um part of that person's personality and their capabilities etc so uh leadership and management is is such a key part of a business it is isn't it and you know for for business owners themselves is that uh, if you're not growing your people your your business is going to suffer mm, mm. what what advice would you give to somebody as somebody who's run their own business i don't know if you employ people or if you if you work on your own but what guidance would you give to people who are a bit apprehensive about letting go of the reins? It's, you know, again, it's a, it's another great, uh, great question is that um, if I go back to my corporate world, so I've had senior management roles within uh, within corporate uh, as I am today, is that there, there is only me, uh, but I work through a team of people. But in, in terms of that, I always firmly believe is that, look, is that put people on the path and, you know, if they get it wrong, that's okay. We'll talk about that. Um, if they get it wrong again for the same time, you might have to talk about it, and you, you'll get an idea. But I think it's it's really Heather is that giving people the freedom and the confidence to do it themselves, because you know everybody, a lot of people will run their own homes, you know, run their own finances, run their run their own family. So don't expect them to come into your office, take off their hat and coat, as it were, you know, yeah. and gloves, and actually just have to be told everything. You know, there's some there's a lot of very talented people there and watch them grow, because, as you mentioned before, it's equally fulfilling is that watching that person grow. Mm. And I mentioned it this morning, actually, when I was talking to somebody else about it, is that which is a great accolade for me. There are people that's uh, a large mobile telecommunications company where I was there for a lot of years, who even 20 years later, still when I see them and say, do you know what, you were the best manager and leader we ever had. Because I allowed them to do, I'd educate them in a way and I'd tell them things that 
other managers wouldn't. Uh, but I would say, look, this is what we need to be looking at. If you get an opportunity to make a decision there and then in front of a client, do it. If it's wrong, we'll talk about it. But I expect you, you know, to and you'd coach them and bring that knowledge up. And and that was it. You know, and, uh, and you presumably you would be supporting them. So you don't just go, go and see that client and make a random decision on the spot. Absolutely. You make sure they're fully prepped and they're fully aware of. Of, of the implications of a decision one way or the other. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so it's an informed decision. And, you know, it, it's also interesting about leading from the front, actually, Heather, is that in those situations, if we'd gone to see a client, I would say to them out, the, the, you know, my uh, member of staff in the car park, right, we're in this together as a team. There's no manager subordinate here. Mm-hmm. We're in this together. And the objective is, is to either win the business, develop the business, whatever it may be. And that was quite apparent when we were in there. It, it might have been quite difficult, actually, for in hindsight, for the client to see, well, who, who, who's who, yeah. You could do that, but the important thing was it was a team event. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So this event is taking place next Wednesday. Um, it starts at 8.30, so there's networking early doors. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and, and there's, a, there's a full schedule. So I noticed that you've got um, – so Moneypenny are based here in Wrexham, just down the road from the station. Absolutely. And you've got the head of business development from Moneypenny speaking, uh, a lady called Claire Smith. Yes. Uh, you've met Claire, presumably. Do you know what? I haven't yet. Ah, so right. Okay. Okay. That. Lovely. Okay. So it looks so that there's Claire, there's um, Rick Monday, who we've mentioned. Um, there's yourself. What are you speaking on? Uh, well, fortunately, I'm not. I say I'm not speaking. Is that I'm going to be the MC in compare? Ah, so, okay, uh, all right. So you're. It's all going to hang together because of you. Hopefully so. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Right. So, how do people go about registering, getting tickets, finding out more, looking at the full schedule? Yeah, the the easiest way to do it is just to email leading business growth at Bangor. Bango, sorry, dot ac dot uk. So that's leading business growth at Bango dot ac dot uk. Just send an email through okay. and apply for tickets there. Or alternatively, you, you can ring straight through on oh one two four eight three eight two four nine seven. Nice and easy. Okay, so that's oh one two four eight three eight two four nine seven, or email leading business growth at bangor.ac.uk. Yeah. and that along with um, links to the twenty. 20 business growth website and eye on leadership will appear on our um our blog which accompanies the podcasted version of this show and it's just a, one, one other thing as well, actually, uh, Heather, to, to give people the confidence. We've got these great keynote speakers, as you see there, you know, business leaders, Ashley Rogers, Dr. Paul Thomas, etc. But there's also going to be a second um, a, a second uh, amount of uh, people talking. And they're people who have come through the programme yeah. uh, and also people who own businesses or run businesses in North Wales, which is, you know, hugely important. And, and the fantastic thing about any event like this is you're pretty much guaranteed to meet some amazing people find out that you're not on your own no matter how tough you think your journey is currently uh, and you're bound to learn something exactly and it, well, and if you don't, then <laughs> you'll be you'll beyond help. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you're in the wrong place, aren't you? But you're absolutely right. I mean, the great thing about it is, uh, as I think you alluded to before, running a business can be a very lonely place. So if you're on one of the programs where there's somebody else running their own business, yeah. you know, all of a sudden you've got you've got kindred spirits there, haven't yeah. you? And I think yeah. what the programs from looking back, you know, there's something like a um, thousand businesses, thirteen hundred people in total since the programs have been uh, running have gone through 
through this. And they're not only forging great uh, business opportunities, opportunities for business collaboration. There's a lot of friendships come out of this as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, because they'll be lasting, won't they? And trusted friendships. Absolutely. Gary, thank you so much for joining me today. Good luck with it all. Um, And uh, I look forward to uh, hearing more about it, I'm sure, on social media as the event's happening. And we'll be able to keep an eye on on what's going on. A lot of uh, tweet feeds, a lot of uh, LinkedIn uh, feeds, etc. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come along and talk about it. Fantastic. It's our pleasure. So... In other news this week, um, of course, it won't have escaped your attention that not only is today the day that we don't leave the uh, European Union, uh, but it's Halloween. And I don't know about you, but I'm of an age where, you know, once upon a time, Halloween didn't really exist. (laughs) You just, you know, we had bonfire night and and that was about it. But it's big business and there's no getting away from the fact that every every window that you walk past has, has been full of cobwebs and jack-o'-lanterns and all sorts of things for a long time. Uh, and I thought, well, it would be interesting to see how much this is actually worth to UK business. And I found a real... A really interesting article in uh, Real Business um, on the Real Business website. And they're stating that the UK is set to spend over £400 million on Halloween this year. Uh, We're fast becoming one of the biggest markets for Halloween. And um, that's not just on uh, the the merchandise and the bits and pieces, but it's actually in going out, drinking, eating, making the most of the dark nights and the the whole feeling of Halloween. And indeed, I was in London last weekend and... um, in fact, I'd forgotten it was Halloween and was a little alarmed to see a man in a black dress and then realised with, with like a jaggedy hem and thought, well, that's an interesting look. And then uh, realised that he was dressed as some sort of Halloween uh, creature. So of those who decide to embrace Halloween, uh, around 25% of us spent between 10 and £25, 24% spending £10 or less, but 17% really get into the Halloween spirit and spend between 26 and £50. Pounds. Across the whole country, the North East, North West and East Midlands really go for it, um, with more than half of consumers spending money on Halloween. Uh, so if you're in business, you might want to think about for next year how you could make money out of Halloween and on the UK Business Forum website um, there's an an article which it's not rocket science but it's about how to make the most of this time of year because if people have got money in their pocket and they want to spend it on Halloween in the way that they do Christmas and uh, Mother's Day and Easter and all of those types of things then there are lots of things that you could do not least decorating uh, your shop window or even your website using uh, Halloween themed things on your social media um, to to just engage with the the um, the vibe the the, the the spookiness of it all uh, so I'll put an art I'll put a link to those articles on our blog which accompanies the podcasted version of the show which can be found at the business.community. And in addition, I just thought I would share 
in Tracy's absence, um, so, uh, some information from the ONS, because you know how Tracy likes the Office of National Statistics. Um, and it's about uh, business surveys. There are a lot of different business surveys. I often wonder where do they get their information from? Um, but you can take part. So you can take part in some of the studies that they're doing. So if you go to the ons.gov.uk website, there's a list of all the business surveys that are undergoing. Um, and there are opportunities for you to respond. Uh, and not least, I think it's interesting to see what types of surveys they're running to see whether they have got their finger on the pulse. And of course, there are copies of the reports as they are published. In the discovery section of the show, we thought we'd talk about the festival of enterprise that we went to last Thursday. It was a good day out. And if you go and listen to our um, podcast, you can find a chat splat, chat splat number three, which is about the festival. It's more about our personal experience of the festival itself and also the difficulties of trying to record on a train station. It was incredibly noisy, incredibly noisy on the train station, yes. But some of the things that we've found um, we'd like to share with you. So uh, I'm going to kick off with, let's have a look. Um, this this um, stand attracted me because of the giveaway, um, oh, partly. Yeah. <laughs> you said, I need to go and talk to those yeah. people. A lovely journal. Uh, white, you don't normally it's, see no, white It's a nice one. Um, and also, it was, it was an interesting company for an, a number of reasons. Um, and one being that we've talked about alternative banking offers on the show before. And it's called Tide. It's uh, smart business banking is their strapline. And the nice young lady on the stand, she did a demo for us while we were there using an iPad, just showing us how quickly you can sign up for a bank account, a business bank account. Uh, gone are the days where you have to make an appointment with the bank manager and go in and go through all of the forms and bring in all of this and do all of that. And three weeks later, you might have a bank account. This was five minutes, literally five minutes. We give you details and there's a bank account. Admittedly, she used dummy data. She didn't use our data, but it looks that simple. And essentially, you get everything that you would need for a basic business bank account. And the charges are transactional only. So, for example, you'd pay 20 pence for a bank to bank transfer, a pound for a cash deposit. Um, you, there's a 500 pound limit, so it's a pound for every 500 pounds that you deposit, a pound for an ATM withdrawal. And you can make cash deposits at the post office. It looked good. You could even send invoices direct from the banking app on your phone and you can actually ask for credit. It, it reckons in the material that we got that you can get access to £15,000 in under two minutes. Really interesting and a really good example of some of the alternative banking arrangements that are available. So that's called Tide. Heather, what did you, what do you remember from the show? Well, I remember lots of things, but I remember in particular one lady. We we just you and I we'd just been to a talk, and um, there was a lady just approached us and just started chatting to us, and she wasn't at all salesy. She and she was armed with seeds and plant pots, packets of seeds, little packets yeah. of seeds, and so um, so. We weren't only there for the freebies, but I acquired some oriental poppies, some sunflowers, and some forget-me-nots, and. Um, 
she yeah she her name was Helen and she was from a a law firm called Navistar Legal and in fact we went and watched a talk given by because of her because of her yeah. given by um, the chief exec Joe Rogers about how to build your business to exit fantastic talk really interesting lots of things to think about uh, and and as Tracy says we went there because we met this lady she was really approachable she was she was just talking generally about business and she she was very nervous wasn't she said, she said I'm, oh, I'm not salesy I'm not salesy and I'm you know it's I'm totally out of my comfort zone but she was so natural and so lovely that we kind of fell we fell for her really um and in fact we went back to the stand after the talk um because uh, they've got they had some really interesting offers on one of one of which was some free advice uh, and so if you go along to their website which is on the back of the seas which is and it's a bit of a weird name navistarlegal.com n-a-v-i-s-t-a-r legal all one word dot com uh, you can answer a questionnaire um, you get a report and then you get some free on the phone um consultancy about how to plan to exit your business so yeah and and they were like joe's talk they were like girl power weren't they so she was really full of energy um and totally unstuffy so thought that was great what else have you got okay so uh, um another gentleman we met as we were walking around the stands now this guy virtually chased us down the aisle (laughs) chased after us (laughs) to give us his brochure and um even after we told him that we were unlikely to be travelling to Leicester within the next two weeks, we took his brochure because I just liked him. <laughs> and I, actually, I do wish I could get to Leicester within the next two weeks. So he was handing out a glossy brochure for Leicester Business Festival. And the headline partner is Leicester Castle Business School at De Montford University. It's running at the moment, so it's been on since the 28th of October and it's running till the 8th of November. And this official program is quite meaty there are a lot of uh, events that are being held not all in one place like the festival of enterprise that we went to but different dates different times different venues but they're for every sector so from advanced engineering science and technology transport and logistics business support communications education professional skills property and construction retail and tourism it's got something for everybody and a lot of the events are free and the biggest drawback for us is getting across to Leicester because as we chatted to this chap the idea of traveling from Wrexham across to Leicester is is just a a nightmare transport nightmare Um, so it's a bit of a shame however if you are going to be in the area then go and have a look at the website it's leicesterbusinessfestival.com and it might be that there's something that's happening well there might be something that's happening there that you're even prepared to travel for you know sometimes as a great speaker or a subject that's perfect for you and it's worth making the trip to Leicester or if you're going to be in the area anyway then then have a good look but yeah that really good offer in there and I like the guy his persistence <laughs> it paid off yeah yes yeah fair enough it's a long time since I've been chased by a man so it was uh, <laughs> it was very pleasing um the one thing that um that I got really excited about perhaps a little overexcited about was the robot that was taking oh, photos yes. um so this was a robot about 
well, about your height, you know, about four it's foot. Quite short. <laughs> about about four foot something, and um, and it had a little screen on its um, on its front, and it was it was taking photos. So you literally posed. It took your photo, and the photo came out with um, a border around it, and it was a festival of enterprise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what was most amazing, and I am quite easily pleased, is that it. It took your photograph and then you you could press a button and it went to print and it was literally printed um, in no time at all. Another button you could put in your text. Your Have you framed your photograph, Heather? No, I'm pleased it's on, with it. It's on my desk. I, I, I was looking at it this afternoon and I thought, where am I going to put that? Because I really like And how many it. photos did you have taken? Uh, two. Because I hadn't quite worked out the way that it worked. Like, so I was looking at, I was looking down at the robot when actually I should have been looking at the camera. But, but that's by the by. But what was really interesting, this robot was wandering around on its own within a certain distance of the stand. But the guy said that, so I said, how much, how much does one of these cost? He said about £14,000, I think it was. He said, but you can hire one for £1,000 for an event, which sounded like great fun. If you were running a corporate event, okay, £1,000, quite a bit of money, but it would be really memorable. And of course, people would have these photos with your event branding all around it. So I quite like that idea. And maybe if you're, what you were wanting to do was to capture people's details, maybe as part of that is you well, could get them to sign up to your, your mailing list or something yeah. as part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I really like that. The robot, yeah. Uh, another nice gentleman that we found, we went and asked him if he could tell us what what he was doing because we'd not heard of this organisation before. Um, it's an organisation called Be The Business. Oh, is this Tom? Tom yes, that's Tom? right. Yeah, yeah, he was lovely. Uh, he was very nice. Had very interesting background. Sometimes if you have a, a chat to the people at the stands and find out how they manage to be working where they are. So he had a, a great mm, background. Mm. And uh, this, this uh, sort of organisation is mainly based in England he wasn't quite sure about what was on offer in Wales however they've got a special project actually running in the northwest at the moment so I would I would imagine if you're quite close to the northwest or you you straddle the border then you still qualify for this uh, it's called introducing um sorry it's called the family business program and there's a lot of things where it's fully funded there were very few things that he mentioned that they do and I think one the only one that was that you had to pay for was um, a qualification was it an MBA yes and all the others were fully funded partly funded as well so there's this program family business program and that's in the northwest and they're looking at um small to medium family businesses want to grow and all of the issues associated with family businesses and there's support, there's workshops, there's all sorts of um, board advice available. Looks really good, worth exploring. There's mentoring, which sounded like a great programme. Now we've heard a lot of mentoring. North Wales has a lot of uh, mentoring programmes available for business. This one's slightly different in that the mentors come from big companies it's like john john lewis you mentioned yeah john lewis provide you know a swathe of mentors and they go into small into smes and offer their advice from their experience in the big companies he says what's really interesting is that the big companies have benefited as well 
sometimes you can be quite insulate, insulated, isolated in a mm. in a large company. You, you you know, just looking inwards. And actually, they were finding that the mentors were going out into the SMEs, learning a bit about how agile they are, and taking that to the big companies as well. So this program has been working for both the SMEs and the larger companies that have been doing the mentoring. So if you're part of a large organisation and you've got a group of young professionals working for you who you could loan out as mentors then you can look in this program if you're a small business and you're looking for a a mentor with a different somebody from a large organization who can perhaps give you a different perspective on your business you know sometimes having that outside view might be just what you need to help your business to grow then go and take a look and it's called be the business and the website is be the business.com This week, we're profiling a gentleman who we heard speak at the Festival of Enterprise last week. His name is Bobby Singh, and he's the Sikh Businessman of the Year. And he did also seem to be the face of the festival as well. His face was all over all the posters on the walk from the station to the NEC. I'd not heard of him before, but it does seem like he's very well known in the West Midlands. And he set up, he founded a business called Love Your Postcode. One of the first things I wrote down in my notebook is he was talking about his journey. You know, I'm at the Festival of Enterprise now doing this talk. But what you need to understand is at the start of this journey, I wasn't an entrepreneur. I was a broke individual who wanted to try something different. And uh, that really set the tone for me. He, his um, talk was ex- telling his story, mm. really. Um, he started out um, his career as a chartered accountant in insolvency, and he was involved in the administ- administration of MG Rover. He um, learned all about cash being important, cash is king rather than profit. Obviously, he's seen a lot of businesses fail because they didn't have the cash. And uh, then it all went a bit Pete Tong for him. Oh, that's a, that reference ages me, doesn't it? It does a little, but <laughs> I know what you mean. It all went a bit wrong for him. Your first impression of Bobby Singh, Heather? Well, if I'm honest, the first thing was that he got this amazing coloured turban on. And I yeah. thought, oh, great. Uh, it just caught my eye and I thought, fantastic. Um, and then he was so relaxed. He started his talk by saying... I haven't got any notes. I've, I've made a list of some things, but basically I'm talking about my journey, I'm talking about my story. Um, I don't need slides. I don't need reams of notes. Yeah, I don't need a list to tell me my story. Yes, he exactly, said. exactly. Although we did have a brief list. He, he, he referred I think to once. Yes, I think he'd made that list just out of politeness because <laughs> I think he wanted it to look like he did actually care. But I would suggest that he is a very good self-publicist and that's not a criticism. Um, his face is on, and he quoted the stats, 1,500 billboards around um, Birmingham and the West Midlands promoting his business but he made a conscious decision to become the face of his brand and and moved forward from that and he decided to wear his coloured turbans because that would be a trademark that would stand him out. He picked up on the fact that he said that because somebody told him he shouldn't do that 
was sort of a motivation to do it. Yeah. I love the other motivation, though, is that his ex-wife said she'd come back to him if he became successful. As you can probably imagine, <laughs> dear listener, um, he became successful, but he's got a different He's uh, got a wife. different wife. Yes, <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, so he, he very much made this conscious decision. Now... One thing that we, so we, we both watched the talk, didn't we? And we were like, yeah. okay, and, and the business is called Love Your Postcode. We had no idea what it was, no idea who he was. We kind of decided on the train on the way down that we'd go and watch his talk because it, when we looked at all the other schedules, it was it was a slot where we didn't really have anything. That and we to be honest, I liked the do. name of the company. And we, yeah, and we liked Even yeah, though we didn't know what it did. Had no, absolutely no idea what it was. Uh, but But we went along anyway. And I've completely lost my train of thought as to what I was going to say then. <laughs> Don't worry. Shall I go back to his story about yes, why he set up his business? Do that. <laughs> so um, he had a lot of money invested in banks. And with the financial crash, he lost most of his money. And so um, he, it led to depression. He said he was in a very vulnerable place. And I thought this was really interesting. He said, nobody would give me a job. He said, and people kept telling him to just get a job, you know, stacking shelves. And he says his ego wouldn't let him do that. Mm, mm. He didn't want just a job. He wanted the sort of jobs that he had before um, in, in finance. And um, it sounded like a very dark place for him. And he talked a lot about darkness. And the re one of the reasons why he went for the coloured turbans was because he'd been in this dark place. And he essentially reinvented himself. He said he found spirituality and, and it made a massive difference into his life after he lost all his money and he got divorced. He reckoned he started the business with just 20 quid. And he said he went into this industry, which we now know is sort of uh, property. And um, well, that was that's what I was going <laughs> to say that we had no idea what it was. So on the train on the way back, we had to Google to find out. Okay, what is the business model here? How does it what work? is the yeah. thing? How does it work? Yeah. But he, he said he went. He went. He didn't so much go into the industry. A sidestepped it, it I, and I would interpret that as disrupted it. He said he didn't want to be like everybody else there, and. Uh, and it sounds like he really wasn't. I mean, for example, one of the interesting stories he told us is how he's got 36 convictions against his name, which is uh, it's not to be sniffed at that. Um, apparently, he called himself the number one estate agent and, and, and presumably for 36 convictions, a number he of did other it a lot. claims. <laughs> and trading standards took him to court for, for doing that. And he said that gave him the motivation to actually become number one and award-winning. So, yeah, really, really interesting guy. And I'm actually glad he mentioned about the convictions because I guess if we'd have been Googling him afterwards and we'd thought, you know, oh, he's, he's got 36 convictions against his name, we might have made different assumptions. We might have felt that we'd been yeah. taken in by him or something. But he, he told the story really, really he well and, and actually completely believed, you know, the way that he put it. So I found a website called seekdad.com. Um, there's an article in November last year, 2018, uh, an interview with him. And he does, he shares an awful lot about what he does, um, what his background was, etc. He talks about his family. He talks about his faith. He talks about um, his mental health and, and how he was in a very dark place and um, 
and his sort of encounters with uh, suicide uh, and then how he's turned it around. He gives guidance and suggestions to anybody who's traveling a similar path as to how they could probably um, help themselves out of it. Uh, and I really liked him. I, yeah. I just... I don't know, there was just something... He's a very good speaker. If you get the opportunity to hear him speak, if nothing else, go along, listen to his story. One of the quotes that I picked up from him was, your story is your most valuable commodity. And that sort of chimes in with um, the review of that book. And we've mentioned it several times, actually, when we talk about storytelling. Uh, But actually, your story is unique to you. Yeah. And and he so very much was able to put across his story. And yes, he was talking all about him, but you could learn from that as well. Well, that's what's interesting. Yeah, because there, he is without doubt successful. The quote that I wrote down was, um, he wrote, he said, entrepreneurs are never comfortable. They are always striving for what is next. So once they're in their comfort zone, they're looking for the next big thing. And I think that's certainly, from his story, that certainly seems to be true. Okay, so that wasn't my official quote. Oh, go on then. I thought, oh, you're you're being greedy. (laughs) So I I like this one. This is the last thing I wrote about him in my notebook at the talk. So he said, everyone who tells you you can't do something, use that energy and do it. Sound advice there from Bobby Singh. And um, a couple of pre-recorded discussions for that Tracy and I did earlier in the week. As I mentioned, she hasn't been with me live in the studio today, but I did get to speak to the very lovely, the very lovely Gary Johnson. That's all we've got time for this week, but do join us next week for the business community on Calon FM. You've been listening to The Business Community with me, Tracy Jones. And me, Heather Noble. Join us again next week for more news, views and reviews from the world of business.